Welcome to Chase Your Dreams, a podcast for fashion entrepreneurs who want to build a purposeful and profitable clothing business so they can make a living doing what they love. I'm your host, Glynis Tao, an apparel business consultant and SEO specialist with 20 years apparel industry experience. I'm also a mom to a wonderfully energetic little boy named Chase. This episode of Chase Your Dreams is dedicated to my son Chase, who's my source of inspiration. He happens to be a fan of 90s alternative music because... It's got good beats. I couldn't agree more, Chase. It's got good beats. Now let's get on with our podcast. Today's episode, I'm interviewing the founder of Vancouver-based activewear brand, Dobbin Design. Lexi Sukareff is an artist and entrepreneur. She's the creative director and owner of Dobbin Design, which she launched in 2010. Dobbin Design is an ethically-minded activewear brand that explores the relationship between fabric and the application of color. Dobbin Design creates seasonless collections using high-quality fabrics that aim to limit its environmental impact. Limited edition pieces are released each season, consciously designed and manufactured in Vancouver, Canada. Welcome, Lexi. It's so nice to have you here. It's great to be here. I'm excited to chat with you. I've seen you around at different markets and shows, and I've bought your pieces, and I'm a huge fan of your work. Thank um, you. <laughs> I saw you at the BC Apparel Gear meeting, but we didn't have a chance to talk, so I'm I know, so I happy that you, you can take time. <laughs> I'm so happy you could take time of your busy day to chat with me today. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Um, I always like chatting and kind of finding out a little bit more about other people as well, so yeah. So how are you feeling right now with everything that's going on in the world? Uh, I'd say like pretty good all considering that <laughs> like our world is completely upside down. Um, I've definitely had my up and down days. I think we all have. There's been um, a lot of excitement and a lot of tears and a lot of, you know, hesitations. But um, overall, pretty good. Like I feel like... um. I feel like I am really lucky that we have a great community of supporters and I have a great family and boyfriend and um, who help keep me grounded. So um, obviously that helps, but um, it's a, it's a new world right now. So. Mm -hmm. and how has the, how's the pandemic affected your daily life and business? Um, I'm trying to keep everything as like stable as possible. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of also lucky um, having been an entrepreneur and you might be able to jump in on this too. Like um, my days are a little bit flexible as much as they are packed, you know, like um, I don't have to be at work by 9am and I don't have to be in a meeting by 10am. So I'm kind of used to that flexibility but I'm just trying to keep it as stable as possible. Like get up at the same time every day um, have your coffee, do your emails, eat breakfast, shower, like all of those things, and then get to work. So still having some kind of um, routine, I think is really important. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because I was the same way as well. I worked from home for a long time, too. And there's so many distractions that you can just, you know, do something else. So I kind of had to set that routine. So yeah. And I think also just like, I mean, I'm used to working without other people and I live by myself for the most part. So it's like, mm -hmm. I'm 
not hugely affected by it. I'm so happy that I am on my own because I don't have a million people in there with me, but I, I definitely feel for people who are stuck at home, working from home with a family and kids in small spaces. But it's also like, it's kind of, I think in a, in a way, a bit of a beautiful time too, because you have time to spend. Um, I'm actually really interested to see what happens to the family unit when this is done and if it comes out stronger or, or if we have different values around it or if kids are getting along better or I know there's been discussion about um, like a spike in divorce rates and I'm like but what if that's not true like you know what if people actually have time to work on things as opposed to like rushing around and you know not yeah. having the time so it's definitely a time to do ref- some reflection yeah you know and because for me too it's kind of been an adjustment that's like I say I working from home is nothing new to me but having my son around all the time yeah totally so yeah well attention right like and Uh, it's natural like how old is he he's four oh yeah I mean He's going to need some help along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he has a lot of energy. So he, yeah. does, like, he does want my attention all the time. So it's really hard to get that focus time. But I've learned to le- work more efficiently this way. Just yeah. Be able to work in 15 minute sprints. So <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot to say about like how our lives will change through this and, and the things that will become apparent that are important and things that are less important that we thought we needed. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that people will be able to take um, good out of it. It's so true. So what are you doing to keep your business going through this time? Um, right now, so we were actually on our way to Toronto. Um, we do a number of spring shows and Christmas shows and summer shows. We do shows all year round. And uh, we do like the higher end craft markets. So We'll do One of a Kind Toronto, Butterdome in Edmonton. There's a show in Ottawa. We do Refresh Market up in Squamish. I feel like I'm missing a few in there. There was a whole um, like lineup about six weeks of travel. And um, we found out on the Friday, thank goodness, we were about to ship our pallets to Toronto um, on the Monday morning. And I was going to like work like a maniac all weekend because I was behind and we found out on the Friday afternoon that the show had been canceled and there had been discussion about it, but like it felt so um, unreal. I was like, this is like our, this is our main revenue stream. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, this can't stop. But, um, and then slowly everything else got canceled as well. So we are lucky that we found out in time before we shipped everything across the country and then it would be like in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that we have it back. Uh, we have it and it didn't go out, but, um, that was a massive adjustment. So we quickly pivoted to, um, launching online and luckily we do have a number of our clients in our database, um, just from our newsletter on Instagram, Facebook. So that's something that we've really built up over the years. So I'm so thankful for those clients Um, who jumped on board and shared our message and everything. So we launched our spring collection on the 23rd. That went well. Um, Obviously not the same as as a show, um, but it was like reassuring. And then we launched um, some non-medical grade face masks last week. 
um, to an overwhelming response. Um, it was fantastic. Um, it's an initiative that my sewers have actually taken on. Um, I wasn't actually sure if I wanted to do them because I was like, I don't know, is it weird to do this? And But she was like, no, no, just take a couple, see how they do. And so I put them up on the website and they did incredible, which is awesome. So we are busy trying to get those out. Um, but basically like it was kind of, I was like, do we want to do this? And I was like, okay, I can do this if we do a donation as well. Like, I feel okay about that. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? Like, people need these. We have the machinery and we have the skilled workers to do it. Like, there's actually no reason that we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, and then we can give, like, basically that money will just go to my sewers. Um, and then we'll do the donation portion as well. And so... Um, that way we keep them employed and we're doing something good. So, um, I can sleep with that. That's totally fine. So, good. yeah. Cause there's been a call out for Canadian manufacturers who yeah. have in, you know, in-house, um, sewing capabilities to help produce, um, non-medical grade face masks. So I think yeah. you're, yeah, you, you're doing a good thing. Well, and I think also just having the network to do it as well, because, like these are people who look to us for, for clothing items and now we're able to offer something that they need that also keeps them safe, safer. I should say they are non-medical grade. There's no guarantee. I mean, we still need to social distance. We still need to do proper hand washing, um, all of that, but um, it is that extra layer of. Um, it's like barrier. Yeah. Like confidence, but still within the means of using all other um methods and there's no yeah yeah there's no guarantee that you won't get it but even I find like if I'm wearing it and like my face gets itchy I'm like oh don't touch your face <laughs> it just reminds yeah. me not to do that so exactly yeah. it's just like this whole new habit of getting used to it, like not touching your face washing hands yeah. often you know sneezing into your arm <laughs> yeah well and I was reading this article yesterday um there's um all this discussion about how people aren't showering as much right now um because they're not leaving their homes oh no but um, like I was reading this other article about your hair and how you actually do need to wash it more often because bacteria can get in it because we catch our hair so much right so um just a side note (laughs) I was like oh yeah let's do that (laughs) so yeah okay people (laughs) wash your hair (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know a little off topic but you know yeah no for sure um so that's good so you've been using your facilities to produce these masks and so you have so sorry, I should say, sorry, our, we do production with home sewers. Oh, okay. So it's done outside of my studio and then we handle everything when it gets back. Um, QC, put labels on, package. So um, we don't have a huge space and she has the capacity to do it. So um, we're doing that. And then in terms of keeping everyone safe, like we're wiping everything down at the beginning and end of each shift, washing our hands consistently. As soon as we get in the door, like we don't even come in, we go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I only, it's generally me in there. And then I have one girl who's coming in and helping too. Um, but we're constantly monitoring how we're feeling, what we're doing, um, and then staying the proper distance apart as well. 
Um, and we can't really have more people in there because it's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, a, it's a small space. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about your story of how you started on your entrepreneur journey. And um, like, where did you come up with the name Dobbin Design? So Dob means to, loosely means to apply coloring material to a surface crudely. And so my background's in textile design, um, mainly surface design and dyeing fabric. I did silkscreen for a little bit, but that's not the direction I ended up going. Um, so I hand dyed all of our Dob and design pieces. And then a couple of years ago, we moved into prints and then basics as well. So there's three different components to the company right now. There's Dob and design, which are the original hand dyed pieces. Dob Active, which are prints that are de derived from my hand-dyed work. And those are all printed locally. And then we have the basics, which are Okiotech standard fabric. Um, so a sustainable um, way of making fabric. I usually say um, it's responsible from fiber to fabric. And then we take over with local manufacturing. So, um, and then that way you can get a full complete outfit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and is there a um, particular fabric that you use? Is it mostly nylon spandex? It depends for each collection. So basically, um, Dobbin Design is the hand-dyed, and we use nylon spandex for that. For one, it's durable, so it doesn't um, pill or anything, so it lasts a long time. So a lot of people, like, they have a few pieces from that line, and they're like, I don't need to replace them. I've had them for five, six, seven years, no problem. So in that sense, you're buying smart mm -hmm. and the whole buy less, buy better is in there. Um, and then the reason why I started with nylon also was I was looking at um, dye processes. And so with nylon, what you can do is this process called um, exhausting the dye bath. And so you heat up your dye bath, you put in your fixatives, um, you put in your fabric or whatever order you want to do it in. It's not, the nice thing about nylon is that it's not super particular. Um, and then you put your dye in. And then, so like for me, the water will go all dark. And then by the time I'm done with it, you give it the right amount of time, the right amount of stirring. Um, the water will be almost clear. And then we start all over again. So there's very little dye particle that goes back down the drain. So there's less waste that way. And then also I can reuse the water every time. And once the dye is in the fabric, it doesn't bleed, 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 bleed. So there's less washing. So that was why I originally went with it. Um, mm -hmm. If you're using cottons or any natural fibers, there's a lot more dye. Um, basically, if you're using, it's called Procyon MX um, for the synthetic dyes. It's not a natural dye. But you would use that and then that dye... Um, the particles actually bond with H2O. So there's a certain amount of dye that will never go into the clothing and it stays in the water. Okay. So that's why I didn't go with it. And then also the amount of washing that needs to go into that. So there's, it's less water consumption, less mm -hmm. dye particles going down the drain, and then we can just reuse the baths over and over again. So um that was why we went with that. And then for the active line, we do prints. They're done in very limited editions. So, um, and great fabrics, lovely to wear. Um, we're really also focused on not overproducing. So like I have reined it in really tight. 
Um, so hopefully we don't have to put things on sale and I like try to work as like, I don't like the term in season cause these pieces will actually like, they're not in season or out of season. They're yeah. meant to like last yeah, kind of be seasonless, but like we launched spring um, for the first time. Um, and I would say it is fairly spring cause it's nice and bright, but it's also something that like it's sold really well. I would totally bring it back if it kept selling. Mm -hmm. So that's always kind of how I've operated is like, if something's still selling, we'll still make it. And like, there's not this rush for season on season and get it on sale, like move it out the door, like, ah, having to change your designs all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it too, is also just like, if I make the same thing, people already know how it fits. Yeah. So they're like, I'm a medium. Great. I know I like that pant. Great. And so ordering online or just picking it up off the shelf at one of the shows is a lot easier so um yeah because I own your a pair of leggings Mm -hmm. uh which I bought uh maybe for this one make it a few years ago like so long ago oh my god yeah we haven't shown so long like I don't have time for it but yeah it's um they last like they look brand new yeah like they still look brand new like the the color's still so bright and vibrant and I think that's what really makes your design stand out yeah and when I first got started like I really wanted um a product that we would be recognized for um by how it looks so like a recognizable aesthetic and I think we've like really honed in on that especially with the Adriana's the one like black one like tie-dye everyone knows that those are ours um and then even with um like the prints as we've kind of moved along with them like there's a certain aesthetic that remains consistent no matter what the colors are or what the design is so mm-hmm. yeah so I guess you have like some silhouettes that remain constant in the line right mm-hmm. yeah all, um, all the time but then you just like if you change up the the colors or the patterns yeah um, yeah that's pretty much how it works and like We'll introduce more like basics that are new, I think, these days. Um, it's easier to switch those, I guess. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of wear testing that's involved as well. And like, we don't have the machines in the studio to do like a flat lock sample. So, um, and like, I think like our leggings, I like how they are. You know, they're just simple, easy. Um, we're not a complicated design brand. Um, like there, there's amazing, incredible designers that are playing with seams and like seam finishes and all kinds of things, cutouts. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're not there yet. It doesn't mean we won't, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, we've always focused on basic silhouettes and then, um, color and pattern. Yeah. And fit like you've, I'm sure you've perfected the fit. Of your pants are so are your leggings um, still your best seller um I would have to check at this point but they have been for years yeah yeah um, like definitely up until um I would say probably February of this year I know I looked at our numbers the other day and we did do a, a big push on the new line so um I think Dob Active is for the first time higher than 
job and design and then the basics. So it goes job active basics, job and design at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different when people see things in person. So I don't know. It's kind of, yeah. it's, it's been an exciting time because I actually have time to sit down and market things or come up with a story or, you know, like I've been doing a lot more try on videos and yeah. those always help to sell because people can see how the garment fits and it's fun. And, you know, you get to know me, you get to know the product, mm-hmm. um, people can engage and message. And um, so it's actually been like a really lovely time getting to actually like, calmly engage instead of being like okay so it's like 9 a.m I have to send tickets I have to do this I have to do this I'm getting a flight at like two yeah getting stuff to you the show and yeah traveling and doing all the setups and all that stuff oh my god yeah don't even have time to even stop and breathe and like you've worked great shows you know how it is and like people show up and it's like this cool event for them. And you're like, oh my God, this took me two days to build up the store. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, people are like, well, why don't you have this? You're like, ah, I don't know. It's at home. <laughs> it's so true. And like you have 99% of everything there. And then they yeah. ask for that one thing that you didn't pay. They're like, come on, come on. Just like, go come on. any of the other items <laughs> in my so booth right now. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's I know. So and like, oh. I, I don't even understand sometimes, like I can do a setup in an hour and a half and I can do it in like 16 hours with four people. Like, and I'm like, how does one take me so much longer? Like they don't look that much different, but it just depends. I mean, it's a lot of work doing the shows, like even just the prep work. Like, I think one of the things that consumers are a bit out of touch with is that like, okay, so we have to find the fabric, order the fabric, design the pattern, do the fit. Like it, it takes like two, three, sometimes like six fits, like just to like really perfect something, especially when you're going into like production, production. Yeah. Um, like our patterns take forever to design on the computer, like for the active line. Like I'm so picky. I'm like, I literally go over these patterns. They're like two meters by 1.3 meters in the computer. Well, and when they're printed, obviously, but I go over them with a fine tooth Photoshop tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I put them in and then I literally go frame by frame by frame and take out all the dots that I don't like. And I like smooth everything over and like fill it. Like it's very time consuming. Like, um, and so just even that part but then like when things go to the sewer, like there's a lot that goes into like the cutting and the markers and, Putting yeah, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes with yeah. the cut and sew business yeah, that people totally. don't realize just how much work it takes to get one garment produced. Totally. And so, like, it sounds like you're still, you're very hands-on. Oh, I'm extremely um, hands-on. Like, I actually think it's a bit insane. I was, like, packing the masks the other day. And part of it is for safety, too. And, and just to make sure, like, the correct orders are going to the correct people, hopefully. I'm sure I messed up a couple. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, like I, I'm just like, I don't have time for error right now. I'll just do it myself. And then it's on me, you know, and my, my girl is completely capable, but I was just like, I just need you to go do this and I'll work on this. So, mm-hmm. um, part of it, I think as an entrepreneur is like learning to let go, but also knowing when you should be executing something and, and when you shouldn't be. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, uh, I am super hands-on and I think I just, probably always will be to an extent like um because at the end of the day like everything is my responsibility 
if somebody messes something up, it's on me. It's not on them. Yeah. It's your name that's on the board. <laughs> it's like a reflection of you. Your reputation is on is, oh, for sure. is on the line here. So yeah. of course, you know, um, you you need to have that um, responsibility to make sure every piece that goes out is up to your standard, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Um, hey, so like... I'm just really interested for people who are listening out there, like, because, you know, for someone who's not in this industry and they don't understand how garments produce and the whole process and everything that's involved in it, like, could you be able to walk us through the process of like, say, how is a pair of leggings made? You know, what, what do you do? And how long does it take to dye a pair of leggings and to, to get it from start to finish it? Like, would you be able to explain that? Um, yeah, sure. Are we talking about a new pair of leggings or a pair of leggings that I've already been running for a while? Like, say, if you were um, creating a new pair of leggings from from scratch. Okay, so (laughs) it's gonna take a while. So, um, maybe do it the condensed version. I know. (laughs) know, Like, like, it'd be like an hour conversation, but (laughs) it's just like, I, I think it's just, you know, it's interesting that people don't designers don't get into that detail no enough that people just because uh, for me what frustrates me the most is when I'm doing a show and people look at something go oh that's that's too expensive oh my god I know sometimes I just have to turn I literally turn around (laughs) like I look at them and I'm like okay I'm like nothing goes through my head I just shut down and I turn around and I like walk away sometimes. I'm just like, I can't have this conversation right now. It depends, yeah, it depends on how many times I've had it a day. And sometimes I'm, I'll engage with it and then just educate and that it's my job. But sometimes I'm just like, I just can't even do this right now. It depends on how I'm approached too. Like I've had people come storming up to my booth and yell at me and walk away. And I'm like, you, what? I'm like, you didn't even give me a chance to like educate you or like on Facebook ads, sometimes like we had one the other day, someone commented and I used to just delete them and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to engage in this or like, oh, that's like, I would take it personally. Mm-hmm. And now like I leave them up and I just comment like this lady was like, how can you justify um, charging $138 for a pair of leggings that only cost probably $10 to make? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, first of all, my fabric doesn't even cost 10 like doesn't or cost more. Yeah, it costs more than $10. Like the fabric alone, like to make that pair of pants is like $20. It might even be more than that. It depends on like the usage, right? And it depends on what fabric we're using. Um, My labor, like we're paying fair wages. And then like, I'm bringing in the ties from Japan. And then all of our hang tags are printed here. And then we're paying fair labor in the studio. And then we're packaging it using environmentally friendly items and like and uh, in, if we're going to a show then we're paying thousands of dollars to be there plus our marketing plus like all of these things come together like the cost of goods just the actual cost of the garment going into it is gonna be like two to five times more what you think it is like it's a very physical job, like actually hand dyeing every single item mm-hmm. and considering what you can charge for the work. It's, you know, like 
So normal companies, they get a garment, they source it. We can walk, we can go back and walk through the entire process in a sec. Um, but so you get the fabric, you cut, sew, manufacture it, sell it. That's the very condensed version. We add a whole nother layer where you get the garment wet, you dye it, you wash it, you dry it, you have to iron it back into place and then you package it and sell it. So in reality, we should be charging a lot more. It's just that you can't, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there's a ceiling for so how much you how can much charge. The market can, can totally. tolerate, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the same with our active pieces, even though I don't dye them. Mm -hmm. um, printing in Canada is astronomical, um, but I want to do it. Like, I just want to. So <laughs> we're going to do it. And I don't want to get two, three hundred to a thousand to two thousand yards of something printed. Like, I'm not interested. Like, literally, I will. I think for spring this year, we dye or sorry, we printed one to two rolls of each color. Mm -hmm. and we'll keep it tight you know like I don't want excess leftover and you know just keep it reined in so. you um you garment dye your your pieces is that usually how you dye it after the pieces are made or do you actually do for dyeing all, the fabric? for all of the garments yes um for the underwear we do the underwear and the bralette we don't make the bralette anymore but um well maybe we will I really like it but um, those are yardage dyed um, because like with the underwear, like it's just too many small pieces yeah. um, to deal with. One of the things I was talking to a supplier yesterday and I was like, cause we were talking about doing this larger contract and which I, I don't normally take on, but I was like, yeah, we could do it. Why not? Um, and they were like, well, ideally we'd like dark on the outside and white on the inside. And I was like, uh, I'll see what I can find. But, yeah. and at first I didn't really think about it. But then when I was talking to the supplier, he was like, well, that went first. He's like, all the dark colors are gone. So now we're working with other colors. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. like as consumers, it's something that we're going to have to be really in touch with is that like, we may not get the brand or the color that we want. And we are so used to getting exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even just like, for coconut yogurt I like this kind not that kind am I going to be able to get the kind I like oh I might have to substitute the one that I don't <laughs> like as much you know what yeah. I mean I think starting to adjust our ideals now before we're hit with a rude awakening of no you can't have everything you want um and everything has been so on demand for so long like you know like Amazon gets you everything in like a day two days, yeah. you know, like you can just pay an extra fee and you get it. And so I think like this idea of, I guess, affluence maybe has to come to a stop. And I think, um, I actually think it's a brilliant time in a way because we really have to look at what we have and like, you know, do we need that next thing or, you know, mm -hmm. is my life going to end because I got a, secondary choice you know like um we for the most part like we live in a very safe privileged society and it's not for everyone and i i don't i don't mean to um make any assumptions with that statement but um 
for the most part, we're really lucky. So, yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, have there been challenges in the past that you had to deal with that's helping you cope with the pandemic right now? Uh, yeah, for sure. I would, um, I would say even just how I started the business. Like when I got started, I had not run a business before. I didn't have funding. I, I don't even know really if I thought it through. I was like, let's make some bikinis. Let's do this. Yay. And then it was like, oh, I need a website. I need this. And then it was like, basically, I've done everything from the ground up. So bootstrapping it the entire way, figuring out how to build my own website. And like, there's amazing tools out there now that you can actually um, do all these things. You just have to learn them. So I think um, doing everything from the ground up has really helped me understand it. Like there's nothing that I am too good to do. You know what I mean? As the, the boss, like I'll sit down and I'll clip threads. I will do whatever it needs to get done. Um, so basically it's just going back to that. It's, you know, I had to let some staff go initially um, just because um, of work um, with all the shows being canceled. Um, and so I'm jumping in and doing all tasks. So whether it's sewing in a label, whether it's updating our products, whether it's, um, getting on the phone and calling people like I, I do all the sourcing. I do all the, um, well, at this point, like I, I don't do the design per se. I come up with the designs and then I, I work with people um, locally to help me design the patterns. Um, that's just one skill set that I understand, but I can't do it. And there's no point in me fumbling through it. There's other people who are way better at it than I do. And, um, and yeah, we have a close knit team that, that we have worked with for years as well on that. So um, I think also just learning to work with the people in your circle, respect their time limits, their, um, their needs as well is a major uh, lesson. Like, I don't think any of us are rushing to get fall produced right now. Um, but yeah, just being patient as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And every yeah, I think different. everyone's just kind of wondering, oh, what should I be doing now? Like, and, and thinking ways to pivot their business and just to get through this period, right? Yeah. Until things kind of settle down again, go back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that you can do as a small business or, or as an employer employee anyone like I mean we're all human um like stay in touch with people like don't hide like the worst thing that you can do right now is if you for example if you owe someone money like don't stop responding to emails just let them know what's going on yeah. people will, re will respect you for that over ghosting mm -hmm. you know what I mean because at the end of the day this is going to turn around everything will be okay. It's just going to take time. Mm -hmm. And you're still going to need those contacts when you move forward. Absolutely. 
So, and it, like, it's yeah. one thing to miss an email. It's another thing to miss two, three, four emails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and just try to stay on top of things. Like it, it's hard. And I mean, like our days are not, um, they're not the same. Like when this whole thing first started, like I could work for like four hours a day and then I would be completely burnt out because even though like logically I can be like, okay, everything's going to be fine emotionally. And you know, there's always like things playing in your mind without you really recognizing it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of stress going on. And so just, I think more than anything, take time for yourself. And if you're burnt out, don't keep pushing yourself. Just take a break have a nap, go lay on the couch, read a book, have a bath, whatever you need to do. And just forgive yourself for it. Because this is a bizarre time. This is, I'm starting to hate the term, but unprecedented, you know, Mm -hmm. it is unprecedented. We have never been through this. We've never been told that we have to stay at home. Yeah. Um, You know, like the idea that our supply chains are all going to be messed up is real. Like we can't find elastic right now. Like it's, oh yeah, you know, like I had to like, I'm lucky in a sense because my accountant's brother actually works in um, Taiwan and he's able to get us elastic, but like, that's a total fluke. Like all of our suppliers are sold out. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking for it because everyone's trying to switch and make PPE um, or non, non non-medical level, but um like maybe this can also help us like you know really look at numbers and instead of being afraid to run out maybe just sell what we have Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like so instead of making 150 units of something maybe I make 50 and we just run out right and I don't know I was also listening to this um webinar it was with the CFDA the um council of fashion designers of america and so they had a few of the the bigger names on there and they were talking about um buy now where now as a concept mm-hmm. and so hopefully how things will start shifting for all of the major department stores because like the all the brands have all their orders ready to ship for or they had them all ready to ship for spring and now like a lot of people are like don't send it i don't want it And so how do we navigate the whole, like you placed orders, this stuff was made for you. Yes, you have 30, 60, 90 days to pay for it. But now you're saying you don't want it at all. Those items aren't bad. Yeah. So how do you shift that, remarket it into fall or slowly release it? Or do you know what I mean? Like you, we have to change the way that we're consuming and marketing products. And so they were saying is like, and I'm t- probably totally butchering this, so sorry. But, you know, like switching to more of a buy now, wear now model, as opposed to putting spring on the shelves in February, people not buying it because they don't need it yet. And then having to put it on sale come May, which is when people actually need it. Yeah. So just shifting the seasons. Yeah. Um. I think like I think that that could be something like awesome that comes out of this and like yeah maybe we that I mean the thing is I think with the supply chain the way it's it's organized right now it makes it really difficult because like say your order's late what if your order is late by two weeks and 
buying season has started and and like you're it, late to deliver the goods on delivery, then can it sell? It's you know, sell. Like, yeah. All I of think those this things. whole fashion industry is so messed up with now having instead of usual four to five seasons a year, it's like fifty-two seasons, one new collection coming out every week. It's yeah, it's such so much excess and and stuff that's just wasted. People, you know, ends up in the garbage and landfills. Yeah, and I think through all this now everything coming to a halt they they need to think about is this is not sustainable no and it cannot continue this way no and I think also like just the number of items and I mean people can just wait for a discount right now and so they're trained to want that but then that has to be built into it yeah so in order to offer a discount and to be able to like wholesale things like from um for people who are listening um, who don't know, I would wholesale things to a store. So I would sell it at typically for me, half the retail price to the store. And then the store would sell it for the full price. But when you're working with a, a big company, the margins are completely different. You're not splitting it half, half. So in order for someone to work with like a big box store, like I don't know the exact percentages, but say it's more like 30, 70 kind of thing. It, like, because they need to have room in order to buy volume, but also to mark it down. Mm-hmm. So um, don't quote me on that percentage. Um, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's very different. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much we could talk about. Oh, I um, know. We could <laughs> all day it would, like, <laughs> how this industry is broken mm-hmm. right now but yeah um... but at the same time there's a lot of people who are doing amazing things um and I like I see these shifts in the industry and I see these brands growing and people wanting to purchase ethically made quality goods and there's often a disconnect um when people are unhappy with something and I have to go back and explain like, you know, this is why this is like this, this, this. And lots of time, most of the time people are like, Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And I mean, I still got people who are not okay with it and they're angry and they're like, I'm never going to shop from you again. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't make you happy at this point, but. And you just have to, well, you just have to just let, let, let them go. go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're not your customer. Yeah, and and that's okay too. Not you know? everyone, not everyone is your customer, right? So the ones who actually yeah. they appreciate your work and knows what goes into it, then those are the totally ones you want to you you want to hold on to, and you you design for them, right? There's the ones that totally you, keep you going. Well, and I I would say like I'm extremely lucky that ninety nine point eight percent of my customers understand that and you know, like even like we're doing these fat face masks right now and I can't get them out the door fast enough. And right now we're kind of in a lull because I've shipped out all the ones that are made. We're just waiting for the, the next round to come through so I can continue shipping. And people are like, where are my face masks? And I'm like, I don't, I'm like working as fast as I can. Like I'm trying to get these out the door. Like most people just write back and they're like, totally get it. Like, thank you so much for doing this. It was just checking in and mm-hmm. they're like, keep going, keep going. And, you know, so like I'm extremely lucky that I have such an understanding clientele and I would credit that to 
yes, our marketing, but also like we do all these shows like Circle Craft, One of a Kind, um, Toronto, uh, where we actually have taken the time to meet our clientele face to face. And that's something that I don't think you can replace. And it doesn't always have to be face to face. Like you can do it through Instagram too. You can do like if, if you're not a brand that wants to travel all the time, but putting yourself out there, gaining that trust, being honest. Um, Absolutely. And there isn't a better time right now than to, to connect with your community. Totally. And to explain why things are the way they are. Yep. Like to be able to say like, ha, we can't do that because we literally can't get elastic or like, you know, like it, it's like, these are the realities of the situation. Like you don't have to hide it. You can mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, China was not working for three months or, you know, and everything's backed up. Like, oh. um, and all of this is going to start happening. Like I can imagine for fall trying to get a, like our fleeces and our terries in like, luckily that's not being used for um, face masks and stuff from, from what I know of, but like, once we clear out of um, the ideal fabrics to use, like it, there's going to be a trickle down effect, right? So, um, yeah, we're just going to wait and see what happens. And then on top of that, the Canadian dollar just dropped so far <laughs> against the U.S. that it's like, can I even bring in my USA fabrics? Like, oh yeah, so you're purchasing in U.S. dollars then? I purchase in euros and USD generally. So, and like Italy, I mean, like our, um, all of our radiance legging fabrics comes from Italy. Like I, I don't even want to message them. And like, I think it's insensitive right now to email and be like, Hey, so am I going to be able to get that shiny fabric while you like your country's in in complete turmoil? Like my heart breaks for them. Like there's like, I, you know, like I'm, I'm not sending that email, you know, like it's insensitive and maybe it would be okay. Maybe it's not, but I just, yeah. Good thing to just hold off on it for a little while. Yeah. And like, are those leggings really that important? You know, like really looking at what's important in life and, and being sensitive to people's needs, you know? Yeah. So um, with that being said, like, so what's in the future for Dobbin design? Like, can you even think of what's going to go on? <laughs> <laughs> well, things are a little up in the air right now. <laughs> um, I would say, right, initially, like, we're we're getting the face mask out the door. Um, and we probably will continue doing that. But um, we've still got an amazing spring collection. Um, spring, summer. It's, it's nice and bright. And it's very cheerful. So that's what's happening right now. And then um, I think we're going to be working on a collab for relaxation and self-care with a local company, which I'm excited about. And then we're just going to start, I believe, doing smaller collections as we go. Like we started to see um, cancellations for shows into August and a couple in November that have canceled. So um, realistically, we will probably not be at shows this year um, for safety. Yeah. So we'll just have to look at how we do this. And we started doing pre-sales last year um, where we sew the sample, do like a mini photo shoot. And I mean, honestly, the photo shoots this year are probably going to have to be on me, Um, which are not brilliant. And I'm afraid of cameras, but (laughs) 
you know, like there's, you just got to kind of do it. You have so, to just step into these roles. <laughs> yeah. Right so whatever you can do, just get through it. Never in my life did I think I would be wearing spandex on Instagram so much, but you know what? It's okay. It's uh, just whatever. Um, so yeah, we'll probably um, try to do pre-sales and then really only produce what we need. And so give good lead time. Um, cause I also like, I don't want to tie up my sewers, um, doing anything extra when they could be doing stuff that needs to be, needs to be made. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting time interesting and honestly time. <laughs> every day. So yeah, for sure. So, um, how can people find you, um, if they're looking for Dobbin's design um, right now is just the website so dobbindesign.com and of course you can always message us on Instagram um, we're on Facebook too if that's someone's preferred way of, of dealing with things I check Facebook less than Instagram mm-hmm. um, for business but um, yeah we're around and if you ever email me and I don't get back to you just gently remind me and I'll probably get back to you <laughs> there's a lot of emails these days so yeah you are Um, definitely a busy lady oh yeah and um, yeah I mean it's good to hear that you know small business can still get through this time and still you know and and I probably come out stronger I hope so I mean like right now we're okay financially but um we just have to see how it goes it it is every day I mean yes things can change and who knows it's it's all unknown it's right all now so in the air yeah we don't know how long this thing's gonna play out so yeah we can only do what we can right so we totally don't have control over anything. and i i think what you can control though is how much news you watch mm-hmm. how much time you're spending in front of a screen if you're moving your body like just even if if you're not I was laying on the couch last night and I was like oh man I'm just gonna lay here and then I was like no <laughs> like get up go sit on the floor and just stretch like I didn't want to do any exercise I didn't want to pick up my weights I didn't want to do any burpees or I hate burpees but um you know like I was just like just stretch and move your body because the sedentary thing I think is something that we really have to look at mm-hmm. um right now how much we're eating consuming but just treating your body and your mind with care. And those are things that you have the choice to do. And that's what you can control. Um, watching every single newscast, scrolling through your, your feed, like digesting all the negativity or, or the reality even, which the reality is kind of negative at the current moment, but it shall change eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we can control those things. Very good advice. Um, so thank you so much, Lexi, for being part of this podcast interview. And I wish you all the best with the success of Dobbin Design. Thank you. I wish you all the best, too, getting through this whole thing. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on Instagram at GlennisTow and my website, GlennisTow.com. Please subscribe to Chase Your Dreams podcast if you haven't already. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others who you think this may help. And lastly, it would be great if you left a rating and review for our podcast. See you next time.